Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Welcome back once again. Glad to have you here. Talking the world of sports with you up until 3 o'clock this afternoon. Jimmy B and TC. Jimmy B on vacation. He'll be back soon. And we'll have plenty to get into. We'll see how that vacation went for Mr. Brinson. Expect him to come back suntanned, happy, a smile on his face as always. We got Zuba Behete on the Draft House 50 hotline here to talk a myriad of different things. Zubin, what's going on? Not much, Trent. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Battling back from uh, some sickness. Sick last week and uh, got worse over the weekend, but now about as close to 100% as I've been in over a week. So we're getting there. Good, good, good. Well, uh, I want to start with the NFL draft. And the draft has become kind of a behemoth upon itself here. This has been such an interesting run of the NFL over the last really three months with starting with the free agency period, the moving quarterbacks, different names that are out there. Now an NFL draft without, you know, your prototypical number one quarterback sitting there at the top. This has been one of the more interesting drafts uh, in this process for the NFL for me in quite a long time. How about from your perspective? Yeah, I think so. Only because I think you're in a situation here where the one position that used to bolster any team, the running back position, which just not too long ago had nobody picked in the opening round, uh, now I think the two most intriguing questions of the draft, I was speaking to Wingo two days ago, and Wingo's going to be hosting the draft uh, for all three rounds starting Thursday for the first time in his career. And I said to him, uh, succeeding Chris Berman, and I said, what are the two most interesting stories in the draft? And he thought they were where Joe Mixon will get drafted and Christian McCaffrey, where he will get drafted. And that go- and then obviously you've got Leonard Fournette, you've got other guys down to cook. But that's a pretty loaded class for a position that not too long ago people said, yeah, we don't want to draft a running back. It's an aerial league now. And the other thing is, speaking of aerial league, you know, there's been so much talk that this is the best tight end class we've ever seen. I know you got that kid from Drake that's getting a lot of push uh, in the later round. And that could be the result of maybe the tight end class is spectacular. Maybe it's just a matter of more teams than ever are now utilizing the tight end as a pass-catching option, and as a result, we have to go get ourselves a tight end. I'm not sure if that means the tight ends are great or if that means everybody's got a tight end, so we've got to grab one at some point. So it's interesting. Positions that used to be great and were sort of discarded are back, and positions that people didn't really used to think about as absolute surefire first-round positions by a tight end have become them. I know Vernon Davis and some other guys over the years have picked the tight end, but it's interesting to see running back kind of go from being a staple to being, yeah, we don't need a running back, to now the most intriguing guys being running back, right. and the same thing for the tight end position. So it just goes to show you how fast the game is changing. Zubin, do you have any idea with Joe Mixon and the off-the-field issues that he had? You know, you're hearing some similar rumblings about Dalvin Cook, though different in as it pertains to, in a legal sense, what's happening. People concerned about Cook and some of the off-field issues that he might have. You know, are, are there a certain amount of teams that absolutely won't touch them? Are there teams that have to do their own homework? How does it work when you get into the guys that maybe have that, that red mark next to their name? Well, I can only guess based upon the educated speculation I can make from having spoken to Peter Schaefer, who's Joe Mixon's agent. I spoke to him on television Tuesday. And then last week, we actually had Dalvin Cook 
in our studios and that opportunity to speak to Dalvin. I regret not really going into the situation with Dalvin. As maybe as some of your listeners know, obviously they all know about Joe Mixon. But Dalvin Cook was involved in, uh, I believe it was some sort of animal abuse or something along those lines. He had like a pet or something like that. And it's one of those things where um, I haven't heard, I don't know about you, but from the people I talk to and the things that I've been seeing, I haven't heard anyone really mention that Cook's um, off-the-field character concerns, which are obviously totally different than Nixon's, would affect his stock that much. Obviously, you've heard teams like the Pats say they've taken Nixon off their board. But as I mentioned on Marty and Miller yesterday, I really think that when Amelia Molitor, the woman at the center of all of the Joe Nixon situation, came forward, and they, they didn't release a joint statement, but they each released a statement saying, you know, a settlement's been reached. They both want to move on with their lives. And most importantly, Molitor saying that she thinks that Nixon was honest and remorseful. And if the victim in this particular case is willing to say that, I don't know how that would play with NFL teams. But from a PR perspective, having those words put out there by the person that was most affected by this, it might allow teams to think of him a bit more differently. But even though, to your point, Dalvin Cook has been in the news for a couple of off-the-field incidents of his own, I haven't heard nearly enough rumblings that that would actually cause him to slip. He is, you know, everybody talks about uh, Trent McCaffrey being so multifaceted, and he is. Um, I don't know if you want your first-round pick returning kicks and returning punts. That doesn't seem like a great idea, but he's so talented. But I actually think one of the things that's really gone underrated is Dalvin Cook, Trent, is Florida State's all-time leading rusher. Yeah. And they've had some really good ones there. And he can catch the passes out of the backfield, which is why I think Dalvin Cook is as dangerous as anybody. Yeah, he's a tremendous runner, but uh, you know, I don't know how great Fournette would be catching passes out of the backfield. I think Dalvin Cook could run the way you need him to run, and I think he could also be very dangerous catching passes out of the backfield, like Christian McCaffrey is, too. No, you're absolutely right, and, and the differences that we see you know, with players and what it takes, Leonard Fournette, he's a guy that would look good like an Adrian Peterson would. Lined up in an eye, get a tight end in there, maybe an extra tight end to play power football. But the game does evolve so much that that's. If I had a pick of the running backs for that, you might fall in love with the guy. I have concerns with a the weight fluctuation that we see in the back and forth there, and just his style. Give me Christian McCaffrey that can do a myriad different things. Give me even Dalvin Cook who can do different things with it. That's who I'd be taking over for net, even with those great physical talents that he has. Here's what I would say. Versatility is based on the position. I'm hearing me out on this, but I don't know if you agree. The one guy, when you say the word versatile, the one guy I think of more than anyone else is Jabril Peppers, right? Mm-hmm. When you say versatile, I think Jabril Peppers. Yeah, I might think McCaffrey and a couple of other guys. But really, one, two in my list in terms of versatility, if you're going to give me that trait to describe a prospect, it'd be Jabril Peppers and Christian McCaffrey. However, at the next level, I really don't want Peppers to be versatile. (laughs) I want him to be playing at one position, wherever that is. He claims he wants to be a safety somewhere in the defensive backfield and go. On offense, I actually don't mind if my guy is versatile. Um, So if McCaffrey wants to run, catch passes out of the backfield, return kicks, return punts, that's totally fine. But on the defensive side of the ball, I want my guy to be playing one position. I'll always remember last year, uh, Wisconsin playing Michigan in a game and I went to Madison earlier in the week to interview Paul Chris about the game. And, the, and earlier that week, 
he said something that went way under the radar because everything that Paul Chris says goes way under the radar. <laughs> you know, he said basically, um, Jabril Peppers is the best player in college football. And, you know, this is at the time where Lamar Jackson was just on fire. He was just looking amazing. So I went to sit across from him. I flew there, and I said, why do you think Jabril Peppers is the best player in the country? Not being accusatory in any way, friend, mm-hmm. but just saying, well, you are watching Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. And he basically said, listen, when I watch tape, when I watch tape and I see him line up against a guy, um, a wide receiver or a tight end, when I see him line up against a pass receiving guy, his footwork, looks like he's been playing that position for a long time. This is a coaching eye, not just a, an eye to me or you or fans mm-hmm. or media, but like a real coach says, when I look at his footwork, it looks like he's been playing that position and honing his skills for years. And it's amazing to think that because you actually know he hasn't been. He's all over the field playing different positions. So I actually took that as a tremendous compliment to a guy like Peppers to say, listen, you're so gifted, you're so skilled, that you barely spend time at this position, and you're so good, you look like you've been doing it forever. How good could you be if we just said, find one spot, find one spot, and make sure you're great at that? There's no doubt in my mind he can adapt to any position on the field, and he's better off sticking to one position. That's just me. I don't want him all over the place. Zubin, uh, this week it has been widely talked about, the smoke screens that are out there, don't believe what you see. Those kind of things. For, from you guys on Sports Center and the news gathering portion, you got your Schefters and everybody else out there, you know, breaking down the stories that come in that way. But as you're working to kind of sift through information and figure out what's happening, what trade rumor is real, how do you do it from your end? I think what we do is we lean on our guys that know it's the best. And that's the best thing we can do. Because, like you said, we're in a period now where there's just certain things that, like, let me put it to you this way. If you look at it on the surface, it's just hard to quantify some things, right? And, and that's why I think it's very difficult to take things at face value. You use our insiders, what are they hearing, and you go with it because they're reputable people. Because you're right. You're in a situation where, obviously, you know, you're the Cleveland Browns. You have 11 draft picks. I believe they and the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken, have 11 picks. Nobody has more. So 11 picks through seven rounds. Um, you probably need to leverage all of those picks or turn those picks into more picks because you have a ton of holes. And it's one of those things where sometimes when you look at it on the surface, things look obvious, but are they really? Let me give you an example of this. Um, Mitch Trubisky, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, right? Okay. Yeah. He is a one-year starter at North Carolina, right? That is well-known. He's made 13 career starts in college. He were eight and five last year. This guy could not beat out Marquise Williams on multiple occasions, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't beat out Marquise Williams twice, and he failed to do it either time. That guy, okay, the guy that failed to beat out Marquise Williams, who I actually think was a good player, but nobody's going to mistake him for, like, you know, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, okay? He failed to beat out Marquise Williams, and he is going to be the face of a franchise for some NFL team on Thursday night. That just on the surface just does not make a lot of sense to me. And what I talked about this with our insider, Lou Riddick. I'm a really big fan of Lou Riddick. What Lou said was, you don't really know the parameters, right? I mean, you don't really know what kind of an advantage Marquise was going in with. You don't really know how much they wanted to play Trubisky. You don't, want, you don't know exactly how each of them grasped the system. Maybe Marquise is just way better at doing it. Trubisky's from Ohio. I'm not sure that how they got that guy out of Ohio mm-hmm. to North Carolina, but they did. But sometimes you just look at things on the surface and say, wow, a one-year starter 
is going to have way more upside than the guy that gave Alabama fifth each of the last two years and in his quote-unquote worst game against Alabama, <laughs> scored 40 points and almost beat them and then beat them last January. Yet this guy that started 13 games, Nate Peterman? I mean, really? I mean, like, <laughs> Nate Peterman played one. I mean, don't get me wrong. The game against Clemson was amazing. I know he plays for a great offensive coordinator and all that stuff matters because we want to see how these guys translate to the next level. But I just have a trouble understanding how sometimes guys like this get so much attention. Now, Trubisky could prove me wrong, and I hope he does. But it just goes to show that just when you think you know, um, you know, if, if I were to send you, Trent, in, no, if I were to send you in September, Trubisky's the guy to watch in April. <laughs> just mm-hmm. when the season started. I, I don't know how many people would have said, uh, are you all right? Like, what, what's wrong with you? And obviously, he does have some pro attributes, but there's some things about the draft like that which I just can't wrap my head around. The fact that this guy had to wait until his senior year to start. And once again, not because he was like, this isn't like Cam Newton and Tim Tebow sitting in the floor in a quarterback group. Right? I mean, yeah. This isn't like, oh, you're never going to get in front of Tim Tebow and then Cam had his problems. But it's one of those things where this one just doesn't compute to me, yet it computes to everyone in the NFL. So I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, it's one that I struggle to get in. And now he wants to be called Mitchell because that's what his mom calls him. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal with that is. One of the things I will say when you, when you watch these QB camps, especially things, those little things like that, the one thing that uh, I really take away, because I mean, we just watch these guys on TV. Occasionally we'll get to interview on TV, or maybe you guys have been to you know, Kinnick Stadium to talk to Bethard and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But the one place where I really, and I know it's a television production, so, so trust me, I understand. But the one place where I think you can actually find out a little bit more about these guys, and I'm not just saying this because of the company, but the Gruden QB camps are really interesting. I don't know if you have a chance to watch any yes. of them, but they really give you a spotlight on what these guys are like. So I saw the Deshaun Kaiser one, which I thought was interesting, um, and then I saw him make those comments about comparing himself to Cam and Tom Brady, which I thought were a little strange, but the one I really enjoyed the most, uh, Dobbs was great, Peterman was great, um, Deshaun was great. I love this. This is the guy that's the most intriguing to me, and you guys saw him quite a bit over the years. Mahomes is the most interesting guy to me, um, just because he's the first guy coming from that uh, that system that is not being called a system guy. Right? Kingsbury's a system guy. Sonny Cumbie was a system guy. Mm-hmm. All the other guys were system guys. Graham Harrell was a system guy. For whatever reason, he's playing the exact same style as those guys, including being coached by one of those guys. Yet he's not getting that moniker. I wonder why not. Maybe there's something about his game. His arm is unbelievable. He can make some crazy throws. But I've often wondered when a guy comes from a system and every guy has been limbled in that system to be the same guy, how out of nowhere, and I know he's got some good genes, his dad is a pro athlete, but I always wonder, like, why is this guy? Why is this guy different from every other guy that has gone through the exact same role he has? Zubin Mahete, ESPN, with us here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Hey, Zubin, uh, I know you're a big NBA guy. Got to get your thoughts. This Bulls-Celtics series has been absolutely wild. Bulls not the same, though, without Rajon Rondo. He was going to maybe try to make it a go tonight in Game 5. That's not going to be the case. I uh, talked about that in shoot-around earlier today. So, no Rondo, does that mean no chance for the Bulls? No, I don't think so. I think the most interesting thing, and I think you guys would appreciate this for your audience, um, because I think nationally it just went completely under the radar, um, is that I saw Fred get agitated the other day. Yes. 
you know, um, and you know, look, I'm not saying it's a Fisdale. I'm not saying it's going crazy. But as you guys know, and I know, having worked there and you lived there, and I would say being so big and Fred being such a big name there, that um, when you see a headline that says Fred Hoiberg complains about refereeing, um, that doesn't bat an eye for most people. It's the playoffs. You got to say some stuff. You got to defend your players. You got to get the message out in the media. Nobody would bat an eye at that statement, except I think unless you know the situation with Hoiberg. And if you do, um, I think that really surprised me. To me, I, I don't really know Fred particularly well, Trent, but I just think for him to come out and say that, because I don't think, you know, anything, by making the playoffs, I think he's safe for next year, and I think he's got a lot of support from Gar, but I think it's one of those things where it's sort of like when you hear Fred Hoiberg say that, you kind of get the feeling he's probably roiling inside. You know what I mean? It's just that one little indication we've never gotten it before. So from my perspective, I look at it and think that I just have never really seen him frustrated before like this, and I understand. I mean, he's up 2-0 in a series that could seal his legacy for the short term. I mean, we helped engineer a possible upset of a one seed, all that sort of stuff, and now they're right back to square one in that scenario. Uh, Injuries abound, as you mentioned, but that that just sort of struck me. I certainly think the Bulls will have a chance to win the series, but it's for the first time in a couple of years. Remember, Trent, unfortunately, nothing has gone right for Fred since he took that job. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even being overly dramatic there. I don't think anything has gone right for Fred since he took that job and left Iowa State. And he's been able to sort of toe the line just enough and probably keep his emotions in check publicly, even if he's upset privately. Um, but the other night, it just sort of let out. I think nobody cares about that if you say, yeah, he's a, he's a head coach upset with officiating. What do you want? He's, his 2-0 series lead is gone. Of course he's upset. Um, but I think the way that a lot of us know Fred that is a surprising move. You know, the one takeaway that I had from it, Zubin, was it was just such a bad look. And I understand he put the caveat in front of it about Isaiah Thomas, but yeah. Yeah. It, it it felt incredibly uncomfortable, at least for me, just listening to him. Every point that he brought up was absolutely true. Everything yeah. he said was right. But to do it at that time with Isaiah Thomas being at the forefront of it, I just didn't like the look. I agree. I agree. And I think there's some sensitive nature to be addressed there and to be cognizant of there. I will tell you this, though, uh, and this is a big picture thing we may have talked about on your program before, and I never would have really guessed it. And, and this is just me, again, um, because we've seen guys like Jimmy Butler be openly a little bit hostile towards Fred. We've seen Dwayne Wade question some of his things. And I understand Dwayne Wade is an NBA champion and Jimmy Butler is a fifth-year franchise. It's a player's league. If you want a coach's league, go play college basketball. But I would say this to your point uh, about that comment. I just think I never would have understood this. Fred played in the NBA. Fred was a successful college coach. Fred is good in out-of-timeout situations. Fred is a good basketball mind. Fred's been in the front office. Fred has a lot of respect. For whatever reason, I don't think he has the respect of the players. And I never understood that because this is a guy that's actually done it all. College star played in the NBA, was not a superstar, but knows what it's like to be in the league, was a GM, understands the coaching side, understands the GM side, understands the playing side. He's been on all three. He should be able to get the perspective and massage the egos of all three, his assistant coaches, his players, fellow people in the front office. Extremely amiable. We know what his nickname is. We know how well-liked he is. You would think that a guy with that type of personality would be able to adjust. There's the other school of thought that generally he's too nice of a guy 
and he's being run over by some of his guys, which is part of the problem. But if you would have told me that Fred Hoiberg would not be a success in the NBA, and right now I'm going to call him not a success. That's my opinion. If you were to tell me Fred Hoiberg would not be a success in the NBA, I would not have been shocked. I would have been a little surprised because I thought he was a very good coach, but I'd never be shocked because I'd never seen him in the NBA. However, Trent, if you said to me he will not be respected by the players, he will not be able to grab the players, he will not be able to challenge them, he will not be able to empower them the way he empowered Royce and all those things he got through to Royce and nobody else could, if you told me his people skills and his ability to relate to the players and the organization would suffer, I'd say, ah, no way. Fred's amiable. Fred will make that part of the job happen. Wins and losses, I don't know. But he'll be able to make it work organizationally. He'll be able to get some harmony. And to me, that's the most surprising part. Now, I'm not throwing it on Fred. Maybe it's just life is way more difficult in the NBA, and when you're at Iowa State, you're the king, and when you're the Chicago Bulls, you are not the king. Mm -hmm. But I am just so surprised that it has just not worked. The amount of guys that just seemingly don't have the level of respect for him that he deserves. I'm not saying they don't respect him. I'm just saying he's an NBA coach that's been everywhere that you could possibly be. Everybody he meets on an everyday basis throughout the organization, he can say, I've been there. Whether it's Dwayne Wade or Butler or Meritage or a guy in a 10-day contract or a GM or an agent. I mean, he can relate to all people because of his personality and his experience. And his inability to get that going has stunned me. Final thing, uh, Zubin, on the NBA, and you're, you're exactly right on that. I, I, I am baffled that he has not gained more respect inside that locker room. I don't think that Gar and Paxson have done a great job of building a team that works for him, but that's a conversation we can have down the line. James Harden wins the uh, first round and hit his Rockets as they knock off the Thunder. No more Russell Westbrook in this playoffs. Disappointing. I, I've had this debate with a few different people. I can't stand watching James Harden play basketball. I, I the 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 just looking at him play the weird angles, the bumping into people. It's not an enjoyable experience for me. What am I missing here? Am I onto something? No, I mean I think what happens is he is an enjoyable player to watch. I you know this is of course your opinion, so I'm just going to try to psychoanalyze your opinion. Okay, all right. Um, I think it's one of those things where whenever you compare uh, Harden to anybody right now the comparison has to be to Westbrook. And when you see Westbrook grab a board and just fly down the court at a warp speed and hit somebody with a pass or a dunk or take it in himself, anybody that's slow, plodding, and methodical by nature is going to look molasses slow. Not just mm -hmm. slow, but super slow because Westbrook is so fast. If I said compare James Harden to Damian Lillard, your opinion may change a little bit, but nobody wants to compare James Harden to Damian Lillard. They want to compare James Harden to Russell Westbrook because on June 26th at the NBA Awards, one of them is likely going to win the MVP. The other thing about Harden, I think that also goes understated, is he gets a ton of points at the free throw line. You should really take a look at how many points he scores at the free throw line. And generally, when you score that many points at the free throw line, you're doing two things. You're obviously getting in the paint, you're drawing fouls, and you're hitting those shots. But as a result, you're not scoring nearly as many baskets. You know what I mean? And the other thing you've got to keep in mind is, is Harden has so much support around him. Part of the reason, as you probably heard Sunday night in the Westbrook comments, part of the reason that I think uh, the Rockets won the series is because literally Westbrook is doing almost everything he can. So when the ball is in his hands, he's always somebody to watch. When the ball is in Harden's hands, 
He might get it out to Anderson. He might get it out to Gordon. He might get it out to Lou Williams. All of those guys are likely to hit big-time shots, too. So I agree with you. Aesthetically pleasing, it's Westbrook all day long because of his speed. But I think maybe because Harden gets some of his shots at the free-throw line, and a lot of the times when Harden has the ball, he's dishing other people to score because he has those people. Whereas with Westbrook, when the ball's in his hands, you can't take your eyes off him because you know he's liable to do anything with it and likely score. So I'm with you from an aesthetic standpoint. Westbrook's more fun to watch. Harden's a little bit of a slower player, more methodical. He's also left-handed, which we haven't really seen in terms of great, great players recently. There have been some good ones over the years, of course. But it's one of those things where the way Harden gets his points and the way he's got other options almost makes you take your eye off him just a little bit. Whereas when Westbrook has the ball, you have to have both eyes on him and you can't blink because you never know what could happen. Zubin, uh, I took up way too much of your time today. I appreciate it. It's always fun talking with you, even when we're talking NBA. And, you know, I am a fan. It is April. That means I start to watch the NBA playoffs. Jim is smiling somewhere. Yes, yes, he is. Down in Arizona with the sun in his face. (laughs) See you next week. Thanks a lot, Zubin. Zubin Mahete, ESPN, joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. A lot of fun. As always, talking with Zubin, one of the best people you're going to find anywhere and uh, does great work there. Watch him on SportsCenter. We'll come back on the other side. Coming up at 140, we're going to get into the Cubs. Some day baseball, some rainouts as well. We'll get you up to date. A little baseball talk coming up on the other side as we roll through here on a Wednesday. It's Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Golf Headquarters is back. Your one-stop golf shop. New location, 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square, is full of all new equipment from all the greats. Paying title is tailor-made Callaway and more. Golf Headquarters launch monitor custom fitting is still free with club purchase. Golf Headquarters remains a top fitter. See one of their experts to get fit to help you play better. Golf Headquarters Clock Tower Square is a 10,000 feet new location with great selection and great 
prices. Golf Headquarters Clock Tower Square has all clothing 20 to 50% off. Pro V1 Reloads, $19.99 a dozen. Mizuno Golf Gloves, $8.88. Golf Headquarters new location, Clock Tower Square, now open with free custom fit. Golf Headquarters is locally owned, serving Iowa for 30 years. Golf Headquarters hits the five-star Google review. Their customers love their service and personal touch. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University Avenue, Clock Tower Square. Call 255-4433 for your fitting time. Papa John's. TransPapa Logistics is hiring Class A drivers for our location in Des Moines, Iowa to deliver to our restaurants. We service regional routes with quality home time and top pay for the industry. Papa John's offers a full benefits package and a $5,000 sign-on bonus. We require at least two years of Class A driving experience. Join the Papa John's team today as a company driver. Call 844-378-7272 or apply to our website, papajohns.com slash careers. Papa John's is an equal opportunity employer. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. TC back with you running solo here today on a Wednesday. Brinson back late the week or early next week off his vacation. We'll have him back in here. You know, he'll be wanting to talk a lot of NBA uh, baseball coming up this evening and uh, throughout the afternoon. We got the Royals and the White Sox, in fact, up here on the studio, keeping an eye on that one. Do have a rainout today, Cardinals and Blue Jays. That game 
has been postponed, so we will look for a uh, make-up date on that one, keep you up to date. Milwaukee out to a 6-1 lead over Cincinnati. They play in the top of the third. White Sox with a 2-0 lead over KC over at Comiskey in that one. Twins tonight trying to make it three in a row against the Rangers. 7.05, Hector Santiago against Cole Hamels. It'll be John Lester for the Cubs tonight looking for his first win of the season against Tyler Glass now for uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates in that one. So we'll keep you up to date on everything going on. Again, no Cardinals game today postponed due to rain against the Blue Jays. we got John Arguello coming up here in uh, just a few minutes, so a quick segment here. Uh, before we run, though, just talking with Zubin Mahente, uh, you might be wondering why I didn't bring up the layoffs today to Zubin. And, well, I asked him, he said uh, he's steered clear of that one. Completely understand that and uh, completely understand where he is. Some more names, though, that continue to come out. Uh, mentioned Jason Stark, another high-profile one, Trent Dilfer, former NFL quarterback. He has been laid off today. Uh, so another name that goes down, college football writer Ted Miller. Jay Crawford, see him on SportsCenter. Remember him starting up from cold pizza way back in the day. Another guy that we've had on the program before, Ethan Strauss, uh, covers the NBA. He's gone. Len Elmore with college basketball. The the cuts, see? They keep happening. It is uh, certainly an impactful day. And good to hear Zubin. He's okay. Love to hear that. And uh, hopefully... This is, uh, well, this is over quickly, and, and all these people are able to land back on their feet. I'm sure they will. Very talented people. The disappointing aspect is a lot of these people, they're the real reporters that do the real things that, to me, are the important part of the work. Not the people hollering back and forth at each other, the real important people. And these are the people getting cut. Sad to see. No doubt about it. Time to talk some Cubs coming up on the other side. We got John Arguello from the Cubs Den. He's going to join us. We will get into that. Then in the 2 o'clock hour, a little special presentation. Uh, my buddy Biz and I do a podcast called the Degenerate Hawkeyes Podcast. Uh, we'll throw out some thoughts. You'll hear that. Spring football, we'll talk Hawkeyes about that. But he is also a lawyer. So he's going to... Help us uh, go inside that Jane Meyer case a little bit better because I am not a legal mind. People that know me, no, yeah, that's that's not the way things work out in the old noggin of TC. He'll help things out. We'll do that during the 2 o'clock hour, but coming up next, it's Cubs Talk with John Arguello. As we roll through here, it's a Wednesday edition. Jimmy B and TC. Big news, big talk. Join me, Diana Kelly, every Saturday morning at 10 for what's happening in your neighborhood with Inside Iowa. On 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. 
Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Attention Yards of America. Now you have a holiday too. Toro Days at the Home Depot. With the lowest prices of the season on their latest zero-turn and self-propelled mowers. Like a 22-inch variable speed gas mower for just $274. You save $45. It's the next generation of outdoor power from Toro. And it's one happy holiday for your yard. Get a fresh take on spring and the lowest prices of the season during Toro Days at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offers valid April 20th through May 3rd. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Join 1700 KBGG at the Blank Park Zoo this Thursday for the Zoo Drew Reveal Party. Find out all the details of who will be performing and take a peek at the animals you're supporting. The fun starts at 5.30 p.m. And it's just for grown-ups. That's the Zoo Drew Reveal Party this Thursday with 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG invites you to enjoy all things coffee and donuts at the Coffee and Donuts Festival at Seven Flags Event Center. Where's the coffee? Go to 1700kbgg.com to win tickets to the festival and be in the running for free coffee for a year. From Grounds for Celebration with three locations in the metro offering the world's finest teas and coffees. You don't want to miss it. The Coffee and Donuts Festival at Seven Flags with 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. 
Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offerings 12117. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, welcome back once again. Putting a cap on things. Hour number two here. I'm Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Let's go out right now to the Draft House 50 hotline. We got John Arguello there from the Cubs Den talking some Cubs baseball here with us today. And John, you got it better than us. We're chilly here in Iowa. You're outside watching a little ball. Yeah, I'm out here watching a little bit of a extended spring training. It's uh, been it's a nice day today. It's like 80 degrees and breezy. It's actually kind of cool for Arizona, so we we're enjoying this day. So. Yes, a little bit cool. I I would take Arizona cool (laughs) over Iowa cool, I think, any day of the week. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's relative, I guess. Well, last night, a 1-0 victory for the Cubs. Certainly not a thing of beauty, the only run scored on an air, but getting the job done, I guess the biggest takeaway, though, another nice performance, uh, first real good performance of the year out of Kyle Hendricks. Uh, There were some growing concerns after... A year ago, one of the league leaders in ERA, the season that he put together, maybe it was a bit of smoke and mirrors. Looked like Hendricks was back in a big way last night. Yeah, really. I did, and there, I did hear those concerns as well. You know, we have those feelings about those guys that, like you said, are smoke and mirrors. And can they do this? Can they trick people forever? Or, or do the scouting reports eventually come out and, and they figure things, they figure the picture out? And, they, and I guess that could be a concern. But Hendricks is also he's right there with the scouts. You're scouting him. He scouts the whole league. I mean, he's researching. He's always looking for an edge. He's never staying in one place. So I expect him to do well. I don't know if uh, if we could ever expect the kind of season he had last year. I mean, that was a phenomenal season. But I think he's going to continue to be a really good pitcher. Who, you know, over 15 games, has a area in the twos and threes sometimes. And I think he's just going to be good for them, man. Uh, just a slow start, but good to see him back on track. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, one of the biggest things was that his velocity came back. And and this is not a guy that's going to be pumping it up there. He's not a fireballer by any means. But a couple of starts ago, I mean, he was sitting 83-84. And not only do you have the effectiveness of the fastball taken away when you're taking four or five miles an hour off, but his best pitch, that changeup, isn't very effective when there isn't much difference between the fastball and the changeup. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that affects him more than anything because that changeup is such a good pitch for him. But but if your fastball is only 83, there just isn't enough differential. And, and you know, as much as you know, I talked about Hendrick scouting uh, others, and it, if you're going to throw 83, you know, it doesn't matter how much you scout, you're going to have a tough time in the major leagues. So it was good to see. I think he was at 87, even 88, which for him is fine. You know, he could maybe even get it a tick or two higher than that, but – you don't really need it to. He's, he gets the most movement and command out of 87, 88. And uh, if he could stick there, then then we're good. We're good. Yeah, feeling good about that one. The the staff as a whole, it just the pitching staff as a whole. Uh, John, I think I brought this up to you before, but after what this team did as a whole last year defensively, it was 
because of the MVP and Brian and because he had all these great young guys doing a myriad of different things where I think the defensibility of this team was lost on so many people. It wasn't that they were a great defensive team. It's that they were historically great. And even taking a step back from that is going to impact the pitching. Are more and more Cubs fans starting to understand that, though? This is still a very good defensive team. It's unrealistic to expect them to be at that level that they were a year ago that was so ridiculously historic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they could well wind up being the best defensive team in the league and still be a far cry from what they were last year. Right. And that was just a very special season where uh, everybody played such great defense. I think they'll continue to be one of the top defensive teams in the, in the league, if not the top. But to expect that, that's, that's expecting a lot. And I think they're going to have to make up for it in other ways. And, and uh, I, I think the way they will make up for it is with their bats. I think as these guys get uh, more familiar with the league, You've got Contreras down for a whole year. You've got Schwarber back. Um, you have Addison Russell coming into his own. Um, you have Albert Almora, who's looking like he can be an offensive presence. I mean, a lot of us thought he was just going to be a defensive guy, but uh, obviously he's got a little thunder in that bat as well. So these guys are just coming into their prime. They're going to get better and better. So I think what they'll do is they'll get better at scoring runs, maybe not as high on the run prevention. and I, I think they'll make up the difference. John Arguello with the Cubs Den joining us as we take a look around the Chicago Cubs. Uh, a great story here, this early portion of the schedule has been Jason Hayward. And we wondered, you know, how the returns were going to be in spring training. There are still some pretty tepid moments out there, John. But he's come out there. He looks like a completely different guy. He looks sharp. Pop is coming back, everything. And the team leader in RBI, who would have anticipated that here on April 26th? Yeah, and, and not just uh, team leader in RBIs, but he also has uh, the team leader in exit velocity. So he's yeah. not, these aren't cheap hits. He's hitting the ball hard. And um, it is really good to see. I, I think it's really hard not to root for him because he's such a he's such a good guy. He's he's modest. He's an intelligent guy. He's easy to like. And, and to see him struggle, I think, was kind of hard for for us um, as Cup fans because you just want him to do so well. But um yeah, I, I'm a little surprised. I, I thought there was going to be maybe some continued growing pain, some ups and downs, but, boy, he's hit the ground running. And, um, you know, maybe one thing we'll have to see is what happens when he does hit that first slump. Can he can he get back out of it quickly? I, I think that'll be the first, uh, the next test, I should say. And if he could go into a slump, maybe kind of cut it short and, and, and fight his way out of it, get his mechanics back quickly, then I think we're in for a pretty good season for him. Well, a year ago, he had the wrist injury, and it shows you just what what a professional that Jason Hayward is. You didn't hear him using that as, as an excuse last year. It wasn't anything where he continually came out and said, hey, I'm hurt. I'm playing through it. I'm trying to help the team. It wasn't that. He just said he got to get better, and, well, he worked this whole offseason to get to this spot. It took a while, but now it's clicking here. I think that goes to show you just what kind of guy he is and, and why a lot of people a year ago talk about that Game 7 Hayward, it wasn't what he did at the plate or did out there defensively. It's what he did with the team, getting them righted, uh, going into extra innings. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, he's just just a true pro. And um, Danny didn't mention that. Obviously, the wrist is going to affect your hitting, too, uh, amongst other things. And and what he did in that, that rain delay, even Lester, who's been around, who's been on a couple of World Series teams, even he said, you know, a lot of guys will talk, but when guys like Jason Hayward – they kind of choose their spots. So when they say something, everybody listens. And he just had that whole room, you know, that whole room's attention 
And, uh, and, you know, you can never really measure what the kind of impact was. All we know is the result, and we'll all take the result that they won. And uh, I think Hayward's always going to be remembered for that. You know, he'll be one of those Cub legends, like, you know, like they talk about the Homer and the Globe and, and all these kind of things that happened like 80 years ago for the Cubs. So now, now maybe we have a new legend. John, so I'm watching Cubs games throughout the night, all the people I follow, yourself included, on Twitter, uh, talking about the game. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, a couple times a week it seems like, people start going crazy for Dancing with the Stars. Are you one of these people watching this thing with David Ross? <laughs> you know what? I, my wife really likes dancing, and, and she actually watches it like the real ballroom dancing on TBS sometimes. Oh. And her grandmother apparently did some ballroom dancing, so she knows a lot about it. I mean, she could judge, she could tell you what's wrong as we're watching it. And uh, so she liked to watch it all the time. But now that David Ross is in there, you know, I, I find myself watching it with her a little bit ah. uh, more than I have in the past. Yeah, so, you're, you're throwing yeah. out that wife excuse. I see what's going on. There. <laughs> you just like to see Rossi up there doing all kinds of crazy dances. I know what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. He's got some pretty... Uh, Pretty interesting ones, I would say. Well, uh, it's one more tonight against the Pirates, then a road trip out to Fenway Friday, Saturday, Sunday. For the Red Sox, that that should be a fun series. It, it kind of feels like one of those things that can, you know, for people making it through this first month here, looking for something to get excited about. Pretty exciting series. And do you expect a lot of Cubs fans to make their way out to Fenway? I do. I mean, it's uh, Cubs-Red Sox. I mean, that's a potential World Series preview. Plus, it's Fenway Park. People, obviously, it, it's one of the places you want to see as a baseball fan. You want to experience a game there. Um, two, like I said, two really good teams. And there's a connection between Theo Epstein and the front office, uh, as well as some of the players like Lester and Lackey. There's just a whole lot of storylines there. and It's definitely, you know, I, I think they're going to, as much as they can, get some cup fans in the stadium. won't be as easy as Cincinnati, where... Not many, many of them go, you know, and so the Cubs wind up filling up that stadium. But um, I think we'll see a good good number of them. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think it's going to be a real fun series. Uh, any thoughts on John Lester? They they flip-flopped him and Arietta. Uh, it'll be Lester getting the start tonight and then Arietta getting the start Friday in Boston. Anything to uh, maybe Lester not wanting to pension Fenway again? Anything there? Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, usually, it's really—I I, don't—I can't see him wanting to back down uh, from something like that. So, my guess, you know, and I really haven't had a chance to look at it, would be it's just mad and playing the matchups in some way. So, I'd probably have to look at look at to see how, you know, some of those Red Sox hitters do against certain types of pitchers, and, and see if there's something there. But I, offhand, I can't say that I really know. But my guess would be knowing Matt, and it's it's about the matchups. John Arguello with the Cubs Den joining us here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. John, as always, good talking with you. What do you guys have up over at the Cubs Den? Always a, a lot of great looks, not just at the Cubs, but you guys do such a wonderful job of all the, the youngsters out of there. Uh, what do you guys have up right now at the Cubs Den? Um, right now we do have one of our, our um, recaps, our minor league recaps, which is one of the best, I think it's the best Cubs uh, minor league recap of all the games we do. We do more than just tell you what happened. We tell you about the players themselves and their background and what their talents are. Um, we sit, we highlight the top performers. We single out trends, like who's got a big hitting streak or you know, who's hitting 400 in the last 12 games. So we, we go very much into it. It's uh, 
I think it's what we do best. We'll also have a preview of the series. Uh, we update that every time. We always have the game recaps. And every once in a while, we'll try to squeeze in a, a good feature. So, uh, But we haven't had one of those for a couple of days. Well, you guys, uh, I, I think I saw you talking on Twitter not too long ago about Tyler Payton, the former Iowa Hawkeye pitcher who uh, was a two-way player for the Hawkeyes and now is is working in the staff and going through, I think, an injury right now. Is that correct? Yeah, no, he's pitching. He's just, uh, he's not, well, he's pitching two innings at a time, so okay. maybe they're working him in a little slowly. But, um, yeah, he's just, those are the fun guys down here. Because, you know, sometimes you hear about the high bonus guys and everything. And then you see someone like Tyler Payton, and he's bringing it at like 94, even 95. Um, and he's got to make some good breaking stuff. He's got a feel for a change. And the first time I, I was like, who the heck is this guy? You know, it's kind of fun to get those kind of surprises of guys who come out of nowhere. He's got a great build. He's a good athlete. I think the Cubs got themselves a real sleeper there. Um, you know, and, and, and he's still got a lot of room to grow, a lot of, a lot of room to learn about pitching. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like Tyler Payton a lot. He's one of those guys I didn't, uh, you don't hear too much before the draft, but the Cubs do their homework and they got a good one. Now looking forward to him ascending up. We'll be keeping an eye on that one. John, be good. We'll talk again down the road. Appreciate your time and enjoy the ball game and the nice weather down there in Arizona. All right, man. Thanks, Trent. John Arguello with the Cubs Den. You can follow him on Twitter at Cubs Den as well. Great information both on the Cubs and everything happening down in the minor leagues and, of course, with our Iowa Cubs here as well. Uh, I-Cubs last night, 10-6 losers to Round Rock. They come back home tomorrow as they get back at Principal Park coming up for the I-Cubs. We'll come back on the other side, 2 o'clock hour, right around the corner. A lot of Hawkeye talk. We'll also get into the Jane Meyer case. My buddy Biz stopping by, a lawyer that can help us out. That's coming up next here. It's Jimmy B and TC. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. By the time that we got up there, his room was filled with smoke. The wind had blown and drifted the snow up against the side of my house, blocking the exhaust from my furnace. I heard the smoke alarm going off in my friend's apartment. Without the kid a smoke alarm, my son would not be here today. Had it not been for that carbon monoxide detector, they would come to school and not have their teacher there. I grabbed my fire extinguisher and put out the fire. Kidda makes technology that saves lives. Get these essential products at the Home Depot. It's time for breakfast at Burger King. Remember at Burger King, I got the three for 89 cent pancake deal? Yeah. I tried to take one. But they're 89 cents. Yeah. You can spare one. I understand, but you know what I said. Well, you said respect the stack. And did you? No, because I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> respect that stack. Get three pancakes for just 89 cents. That's three fluffy golden pancakes for 89 cents. Now at Burger King. Here's another great breakfast deal. Two croissant sandwiches for just $4. Only at Burger King. Limited time at participating Burger King restaurants. Good morning, honey. <laughs> oh, no. It's a super morning. Jerry is excited for April 22nd Super Saturday at Advance Auto Parts. For one day only, Speed Perks members like Jerry get double rewards on purchases. It's like it's my birthday. Double rewards april 22nd but only for speed perks members text super to 78260 for five dollars off your next twenty dollar purchase and to find your nearest advance auto parts or participating carquest store message and data rates may apply redemption rules apply in store only see store for details hi folks mike from jlm shooter supply here inviting you to visit our full service gun shop whether you are precision rifle shooting competing in handgun matches or just out plinking with the family we have everything you might need we offer all types of firearms ammunition and accessories as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 1700 KBGG invites you to enjoy all things coffee and donuts at the Coffee and Donuts Festival at Seven Flags Event Center. Where's the coffee? Go to 1700kbgg.com to win tickets to the festival and be in the running for free coffee for a year. From Grounds for Celebration with three locations in the metro offering the world's finest teas and coffees. You don't want to miss it. The Coffee and Donuts Festival at Seven Flags with 1700 KBGG. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines, a cumulus station. I like it! Big news, big talk, and big sports. Seventeen hundred KBGG Des Moines, a cumulus station. Big news, big talk, and big sports. This is Jim Rome with the CBS Sports Minute. Clips gonna clip, and they're gonna clip at the worst possible time. Game five at home. Tied.